Welcome to the Maverick CPA Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders and specialists about their maverick approach to business, opportunity, and life. The show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Jay Tompkins. Welcome to the Maverick CPA Podcast. Today, as a guest, we have Brian Sack with Granite Harbor Advisors. Brian's one of the guys I work with with my financial advisor program, and he has a very interesting story in how they do things. We look forward to hearing from him. Hi, Brian. Welcome to the Maverick CPA Podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Jay. Thanks so much for the invite, man. Happy to be here with you. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here. This is episode number three, technically, so you're early in the, the progress of what I hope becomes something wonderful. And uh, I know you and I have worked together here for a couple of years. And tell me a little bit about yourself, your company, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian Sack, um, one of three managing partners here at Granite Harbor Advisors. And our firm is exclusively focused on helping families live their best life. And we do that really through three different areas of core competency, one being holistic financial planning, the second being investment management around primarily our clients' liquid assets, and then the third being our clients' need for risk management, estate planning, wealth transfer, things like that. So those are sort of our three areas of core competency that we focus on. But families are our end client, and our main focus is to give them more time less stress, and better family harmony. Awesome. Well, as, as many people listening here, they probably get maybe a little cringe on, you know, talking <laughs> to another financial advisor. <laughs> and I know personally that, you know, you guys tend to try to be maybe a little bit different or better, like you use the word holistic. So, you know, what makes you different from your competitors that someone may be interested in? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. We really feel like we have three unique. The first one is in our approach and the fact that we teach, we don't sell. You'll notice on our website, there's three words. And those words are knowledge, confidence, and discipline. And so the fact that we teach and not sell gives our clients the knowledge to really be able to simplify the complex. And from there, we apply our holistic financial planning approach so that our clients have the confidence in knowing where they're going. We treat the whole body, not just the head. And from there, we have a disciplined approach and we can maintain that discipline when things get shaky, when we go through uncertain times, when life throws curveballs at us, we've got that holistic plan to back us so that we can maintain that discipline. But the three uniques are really in our approach that we teach, we don't sell, we have a holistic financial planning approach, and we have a very uh, unique discipline around our investment strategy and a very complex working knowledge of the risk-based products in our industry. Yeah, and I know you and I have started to do some work together even on that more integrated approach for that reason. So do you have maybe a client success story or two that, you know, not sharing any names that, you know, you yeah. can share? Yeah, sure. I mean, we, like I said, our, our key demographic that we have had the most success in working with has been in the small, closely held business uh, space. And then also in the corporate executive space, folks entering or nearing retirement and looking at those major life changes and 
kind of when money is in motion is when most folks are looking for advice and help because that's when those key decisions are generally made. So just a couple of quick stories. We've got a business owner that came to us about a year ago, really just looking to get some more organization. They've had a business, relatively successful business for 30 to 40 years, but didn't really, couldn't really put their finger on how or why they became successful. And now they're at the point where generation one is doing their best to transition that business wealth down to generation two. And in order to do so, we've got to make sure that the disciplines are in place, the organization is in place so that that next generation can take over and have that similar type of success. And so they came to us and said, look, we've got three or four or five professionals that are in our lives from CPAs to attorneys to planners to investment guys to insurance guys, and nobody really knows what the other is doing. And we're playing the role of the hub. And we're tired of doing that. And so what we're really looking for is somebody to pull all this together and be that common thread so that if something happens to me, which happens to be the only common thread in this deal, that our plans can continue to be success. And so, you know, as wealth grows, the amount of time required to be that hub becomes increasingly higher. And the time that you have available generally shrinks. And so having that trusted third party to to just be that common thread was uh, the biggest value we had for that particular family. And and that's resulted in some pretty significant business growth just over the last couple of years since we started working together, just giving them that clarity, that vision of where it is they want to go, who's going to do what, and ensuring that efficiencies can be harnessed by effective collaboration. So what I heard you say is that that is way more than probably the typical person believes to be what a financial advisor would do, right? Sure. And yeah. and I think that's a key key point into the audience listening is that you can have a financial advisor, you can have a money manager, but there are many people out there including someone like Brian that if works or if you need can do much more, really play that quarterback in integrating all the things and make sure it's done right and efficiently, right? And that applies to how you and I work together. That applies to everything because they may be really good at what they do or what they build or what they sell. But really what's happening is they get distracted with all the admin and professional service stuff that also has to be dealt with. Exactly. Which then limits their growth and efficiency within their business. And that's a very key point. And a lot of people don't get and they feel like, well, I don't have the money to spend. And it's almost like, well, you almost have to have the money to spend, right? They don't see, they only see what they're spending in front of them and not the overall future growth relative to that resource. And that's really what it is. It's a resource. It's like having a part-time CFO is, is one way to think of it, but in a, in a, deeper sense because you're really more broad than that uh, relative to the, you know, the entire financial picture. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it all, it all boils down to the highest and best use of time, right? So the clients that we work with, the families that we work with, they're highly functioning, highly successful people that if they had the time and interest to manage their own estate, manage their own financial affairs, manage their own investments, manage their own risk-based products, they could probably do it and they could probably do it well, but it's not their highest and best use of time. 
so, so how did you get into doing this? What made you a become or want to stay in this industry or environment? That's a great question. So I graduated Texas A&M going on 19 years ago and uh, took a job interview on the college campus with a uh, with a financial planning company because I was originally going to be I was being called to be a counseling psychologist. It's always been in my blood and my nature to just listen to people, to listen to somebody, understand what's keeping them up at night and try to help them find a resolution. I've been a fixer. That's been my personality from the get go. And uh, instead of continuing down and uh, keeping myself in school for another five or six years to get my doctorate, PhD, MD, I found the financial services industry. And so many parallels, right? Because we get to listen to folks, understand what's keeping them up at night, really be their confidant and consultant to help them solve their problems. And I love doing that. I have a passion for it. God willing, I'll keep doing it for many years to come. That's awesome. And actually, that's very similar to even my role as a CPA. The difference is, I think financial advisors get the opportunity to do that much faster than in the current industry scope of how a CPA becomes that over time, right? right? Because realistically, you guys are sort of there to begin with. That's supposed to be your role most of the time, maybe not always, but most of the time. Whereas a CPA, you got to start with, you know, preparing tax returns and doing all the data entry and, you know, managing software, and then you got to <laughs> manage people. And then, right, this is the whole process, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how it goes. That's how it works at the right. moment. And so it can, you know, take you seven or 10 years to get to that advisory point. And I agree yeah. on the same way. I'm the fix it guy. I want to find a solution to everything, even though sometimes there's not a solution to everything. And that's what drives us crazy. I'm sure you yeah, can appreciate exactly. that. Yeah. So that's my wife. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> my personality flaws when it comes to that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they just want us to listen, not always try to fix it, which that's, that's the hard right. part. Exactly. So what do you think one of the biggest misconceptions is in general about financial advisors and maybe even delineate the different pathways that there can be that even though you're all considered financial advisors, that really there's differences between little, you know, sub niches. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the the first question you got to ask is, you know, what role is the financial advisor playing in that in that family's uh, life? Right? Are they a fiduciary? That's a term that kind of gets thrown around here in the industry. But a fiduciary is a legal obligation to work in the client's best interest, and not all advisors take on that fiduciary level capacity. We'll tell you that. Granite Harbor Advisors, that's something that we require to engage in a planning relationship is that uh, that client is hiring us as that fiduciary role for the family. So that's number one. Number two is, you know, you really got to be clear on what services are going to be offered. For instance, some advisors may only offer investment management services. Some others may only invite planning services or offer planning services. Others will pull those two together where they do a financial plan that then results in investment management, but those two services are billed separately and offered separately through the same organization. There are other firms that incorporate insurance product solutions as well. Some say they just do it all including in-house tax planning and legal work, 
PNC, all other areas. So it's just important from the client's perspective to know exactly what that firm is going to offer you, whether or not you need it. And if that's the key reason you're reaching out for this type of advice and for this type of service. So I think that rolls into another question of mine is just, you know, one, two or three piece of it is pieces of advice. If someone is interviewing advisors, right, what are things they should be considering in a big space? Like, you know, you named off a bunch of stuff there for various things, but just in general or a majority of people, you yeah. know, what are, what is some advice? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I will, I will touch on a piece that we just recently published. It's actually called 10 Interview Questions to Ask Your Financial Advisor. It's written from the context of the client that's evaluating whether or not they even want to hire somebody. And if they do, who do they want to hire? And so I'll just hit a couple of these high points, but then I'm happy to share and make available this document that is actually on our website as well at www.graniteharbor.com. But a couple of the key questions are, you know, how and when does the advisor get paid? Are they paid by commission? When they sell something to you, are they paid by a pre-negotiated fee? Is that fee a flat fee? Is it an hourly fee? Is it a fee based on the number of amount of assets that you have under their care? Are there different ways that the advisor would be compensated depending upon the capacities that they serve? So those are some key questions. And then that kind of rolls right into, well, what conflicts of interest do they have? Is there a conflict of interest? And the fact that maybe the advice they're giving me benefits them more than an alternative piece of advice would benefit them. And if that's the case, first and foremost, you as the client need to know about it. Conflict of interest by itself is not inherently a bad thing. Where it becomes a bad thing is when you're not aware of it and you can't make an educated decision knowing that there is some level of conflict involved in the advice that's being given. How often will you hear from your advisor? How often will you meet with them? Is there an investment philosophy? What happens if you part ways? And probably one of the most important questions every client should ask their advisor or potential advisor that they're evaluating is what happens when they retire? What happens to all the hard work and all the planning and all the advice and implemented strategies when the next person takes over. Who is that next person? How are they going to know the ins and outs and intricacies of the family? Does the firm have an enduring succession plan and continuity plan to ensure that the client is not scrambling to try to go find another solution when the advisor moves on? So those are just a couple of examples, and there's a few more in our piece that we just published. But it's a really it's a really good way to start thinking about whether or not the advisor that you're evaluating is a good fit. Yeah, those are fantastic, and the succession one I think is a big, big one. And I know for us forty year olds, I get that question a lot, or okay. I get that intrigue a lot. Of well, the reason I'm coming to you is you're experienced, but I also know you're going to be around through the rest of my transitions in my life, right? Exactly. As opposed to who's the next guy. And it's okay, I think, if there's going to be a next guy or a team, it's having who is that, the client knows who they are, mm 
sure. right? They're not the t- people behind the curtain that you never talk to. And all of a sudden they'll pop up when I'm not there anymore. A team approach is not a bad thing. Yes. A lot of clients, well, I just want to talk to one guy. <laughs> well, that's great. And, and I think they want that for simplicity. They don't have to think about more than one person. Well, sure, you can sure. have one person as sort of the lead on a team, right? But it, it doesn't mean that the team's not there to support you because what if that one person, what if they die? That's or exactly what if right. they're in an, or what if they have in these times, they have COVID and they're out for two weeks and you can't get a hold of them, that's right? right? What happens then? And so that's really the purpose of having the team, in my opinion. And, and we operate the same way, right? Yeah. I try to push everybody on my team out in front of the client so that they know it's not just me i'm here to help but everybody's here to help so 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 one of the key deliverables that we focus on to that in that vein is delivering multi-generational financial security and so multi-generational financial security means that you're going to have to work with multiple generations and so the clients are obviously going to have multiple generations And so in order for the advice to continue seamlessly, the advisors also have to have multiple generations. And so that should be made clear on the front end. A lot of the strategies that we consider and implement are designed to last a lifetime. Some of the transactions that we go through with a client or family are some of the longest term transactions that that family will ever engage in. And so it's really important that you've got continuity of service. Yeah. So Brian, I know you also have a podcast. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we do a, we do a monthly outreach and we, we post that on our website as well. So once a quarter, we have a somewhat entertaining 15, we call it the 15 minute quarter. And one of the partners here, Nick Brown, he's our resident CFA on staff here. And uh, he gives us a couple of snippets of the most prevailing aspects of the market that were were present in the previous quarter. So for instance, this last one was everything is bigger, even in Texas and everywhere else. <laughs> and so it's uh, just the fact that we had a bull market in all the major markets across the globe. And uh, then we had the reemergence of potential inflation. And so every quarter we'll put those out just to kind of give our clients and, and future clients the ability to understand how we think, um, how we make decisions, a little bit of an insight to our investment philosophy. So we do those once a quarter. And then in between those, we'll do a co-hosted session with uh, some of our industry partners and industry influencers, folks just like you, Jay, and other planning associates that we work very closely with. Like I said, really promoting that collaborative culture with our clients. They want to feel confident in knowing that if we're the first entry point, but maybe not the end-all, be-all solution for all of that client's needs that they have the resources that they can tap into and partner with as a result of that. So a lot of our, a lot of our podcasts are co-hosted just like this, you know, where we highlight some of the partners that we work with most commonly and go from there. Well, I look forward to one day being, you know, invited as a guest. I know we've talked about that. So, you know, we've talked about a bunch of boring business stuff, (laughs) which if we, if nobody has stopped listening yet, hopefully now I want to move into. So Brian, tell me about you, your family, like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, married, we've got three kids, two in high school right now, actually just started high school in Magnolia, Texas, just Northwest of Houston. 
And uh, so we've got a freshman girl. Her name's Lily. She's on the uh, drill team. And uh, Austin will be a senior this year. So he'll be, uh, God willing, moving on to the next stage of his life and off the payroll sooner or later. <laughs> and uh, then we've got one more that just started fifth grade. And they, Lily and Callie are both big into dance. So they're, they're dancing pretty much every day. And Crystal, my wife and I, are uh, when we're not working, we're, uh, we're driving them around and doing all their uh, kids' activities. So life is, to say the least, very interesting right now with two teenagers running the house and one preteen. And, you know, when we're not we're not spending time with the kiddos, I, I love to play avid golfer. There was a time in my past where I had some delusions of grandeur where I might have been good enough to do something with it. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, quickly stomped down when uh, I saw how many people were so much better than I was out there playing golf, but still enjoy getting out there and and getting some exercise. My wife's actually taking up the sport, so we do a little bit of golf together now. Oh, that's fantastic. uh, Yeah, and then we give a pretty fair amount of our time to our church in the Magnolia area. Really enjoy giving back to the community there. That's where we've found our second family, so to speak, and, you know, really enjoy spending our time as much as possible with with those folks. So, other than that... I mean, and our, our stories are actually pretty darn similar, right? Because I have a senior in high school, <laughs> a, f- a freshman, and then a sixth grader. But here's where it differentiates, and this will be the first time this is announced. We just found out that as a surprise, my wife is pregnant. Oh, wow. And so, and what's crazy about that is apparently I healed myself because I had a vasectomy about nine years ago. Oh my goodness. And so it has been a complete surprise and shock. And my wife didn't even know she was pregnant until she was 10 weeks. Cause you wow. would never think she just thought, oh, I don't feel good, you know, or whatever. Right. And it's so, yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind to all of a sudden get, but you, but I look back on it and I go, you know, when we were 25 and starting to have kids, it was yeah. extremely stressful in, oh man, we don't have any money. How are we going to make this happen? You know, all that kind of stuff. In today's world is completely different. And now with the, you know, the older kids, most of them will, some of them will still be here. Right. I mean, just the support, it's like having an only child with help, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just a whole different scenario. And we're not old enough to go, Oh, like this is like terrible. It's super late. I mean, yeah, I'm 42, but still, yeah, I think it's just going to be a unique, special, and awesome experience. Oh, Although man. not planned and not expected, it it, it, it it's wow. going to be interesting for sure. Well, congratulations, man! That's uh, that's exciting news. Yeah, thank you. So put that in your bank and do it. Do with it what you will in your own scenario. Imagine if you got that news one day. Wow. And for those listening out there, if you had a vasectomy, it's rare, but you can heal yourself. So it's you might awesome. want to go get tested. <laughs> that's great advice. <laughs> if yep. you take anything else away from the call, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a big takeaway. That is exactly right. Because I would, we would have never thought right? It's totally out of your mind. Didn't even think about it. Even weeks and weeks of, of her not feeling good. It was like, people would joke, oh, you're pregnant. Ha ha. She's like, I can't be pregnant. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> so yeah. So that, that's, that's going to be a, a whirlwind. No, it is. It's just very different, right? Again, unexpected, not thinking here's where life is going. The youngest is 11, right? Like whole different world and sort of hitting the reset button again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll keep you young. <sighs> Hopefully so. Hopefully so. 
Well, I mean, what else would you like to to talk about realistically? You have any questions for me or anything else you, you got going on? Well, I'd, I'd just like to make a couple of comments and just say thank you. You know, it's we love working with people that are passionate about what they do. And it's evident for you, Jay, that you're passionate about your profession. You're passionate about your family. You're passionate about your personal life. And, and it's just it, that passion is contagious. And we love working with people that have that, even to our clients, right? It's we, we love to sit down with folks that are passionate about what they do and, and who they are. And we just want to help them be more of that and take away the things that that don't contribute to that passion. Take it off their plate so that they can spend more of their time and effort in the areas that are most important to them and partner with the trusted advisors to, that they can trust to take on those other responsibilities that still have to get done, and they've got to get done well. It's just not the highest and best use of folks' time. So I appreciate you, Jay. I appreciate all that you've done for the clients that we work together on. I've had nothing but just the highest of reviews and and rave responses with the clients that that we've worked together on. So for you and your firm, kudos to what you do and your process and and the passion that you and your team carry out each and every day. No, I appreciate that a lot. You know, you don't, those are the things you don't hear all the time. And sometimes you get the negative and none of the positive. And so that's, it's always helpful to hear occasionally. And if you wouldn't mind, maybe give your perception or expansion on how an advisor and a CPA can, or we actually work together. Yeah. So, you know, the possibilities are really pretty open-ended, but you know, a lot of our clients that come to us for you know, sort of that hub level CFO service that we've been talking about. They don't necessarily want to have to keep a Rolodex of 10 professionals. And so they come to us and they say, hey, you know, we understand you've got your core competencies. We understand what services you can provide our family in-house. But we also understand that you've got the due diligence and the capability of going out and finding the right professionals to do these other things for us, right? So we'll have a business owner that will need tax preparation, tax planning, bookkeeping, you name it, areas of expertise that are highly important and highly specialized, but don't necessarily fit within Granite Harbor's core competencies, then we have the ability to work with you and your team, Jay, to give a turnkey streamlined solution to the client to where they know that they're working through Granite Harbor, but then we have the ability to contract out the work that we don't necessarily do in-house. And that's really worked out well in a lot of cases with our clients. In other cases, we'll have somebody come to us and just say, hey, I need a good referral. I need a good contact that I can trust to help me with my CPA related, tax related, planning related stuff, and we're not necessarily the right fit, well, then we're more than happy to send those folks over, make an introduction, make a streamlined transition so that you guys can take that ball and run with it pretty quickly and easily. And we've done that several times successfully as well. 
Yeah, and I appreciate that comment. You know, and, and I think that's one thing that does make it unique is we have the ability to work as a perceptive inner intertwined service, right? So that the client can feel like they really have one point of contact, even though it might be multiple vendors. And and as an advisor, I'm sure you have no want or need to want to try to do tax returns, no. right? Or or really do ta- heavy tax planning because the compliance and all the stuff that comes along with it, it's like, well, why not go use a top level firm while just be playing quarterback? And I think that fit really well into how you were already doing things as a business and then finding the right partner. So that's uh, I'd love to hear that. That's how you describe it because that's how I tried to build that process. Although customizable, it has a process behind it that a lot of, you know, you guys don't see. And that's what drives the efficiency as best as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it from the client's perspective, if you've got a great tax advisor and you've got a great estate planning attorney, but you don't have a good financial advisor, your plans are not going to succeed as well as they could. And same thing, if you've got a great financial advisor and a great estate planning attorney, but you don't have a good tax advisor, then your plans are not going to succeed as well as they could. And same thing with the attorney. If you've got a good tax guy and a great planner, but you don't have an estate planning attorney to ensure that multi-generational success is in place, then your plans are not going to be as successful as they could be. And so it's really important that you have a team surrounding you But then most importantly above that is the fact that that team communicates on your behalf. Yep. And so that's, that's the key. And that's something that's not just lip service in our value proposition and what we do. And I certainly know it's not for you either, Jay, but it's something that we take a lot of pride in for our clients and communicating and just keeping that line of communication open to ensure that no stones left unturned for our best relationships. And I think that's a perfect place to to wrap it up here. And Brian, I, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your your good words and your work together with our team and hope the best for all of us in the future. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me on, Jay. Have a great day. You too. Bye. And there it is. Another fantastic episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at maverickcpa.com. And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at BakerTilly.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.